Thank you for joining me for the latest installment of TV Madness with Makisha Madden-Toby. I'm your host. The best part of being a TV critic is talking to other TV critics. We compare notes, debate tastes, and gripe about the shows we love that nobody is bothering to watch, minus Pitch on Fox. (laughs) That's why I love talking to to today's guest, John Griffiths. He's the TV critic for Us Weekly and the president of the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association. Today, John and I will talk about why I love NBC's This Is Us and why he hates it. Hot topic. Our thoughts on Season 7 of The Walking Dead, which we both seem to be hate-watching these days, and possibly more if time allows. Um, thanks for coming on the show, John. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me, Makisha. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump right in. Why do you hate This Is Us? It's a top-rated new series on TV right now. The cast is amazing. You know, it's uh, I don't know if I hate it. Hate is a strong word. Okay. You know, I don't know if I hate anything, and I, I don't. I'm certainly not That's one of those, those critics that. Uh, I mean, there's some things I hate. You know, like let's. We can... Those are the ones that are fun <laughs> to write about, right? When you really do hate something, right? You know, but I even when I don't like something, uh, I try not to be too snarky and just go for the joke. You know, unless it's like uh, what was it? Um, that E show about uh, it was a reality show about um, those kids that were breaking in the houses. No, it was plastic surgery. Oh, nine hundred two one zero plastic whatever. Yeah, it, was. It, it, it was like a competition. It wasn't Nip Tuck though. No, no, no. That's FX. That, right, right. That was. I mean, but uh, there was the Swan on Fox. Uh, oh God, we're already di- we're already digressing. But these <laughs> competitions where they they dangle the carrot of like a, a whole new you, right? Where you're, you know, that the, the whole new you is completely plastic. <laughs> um, and <laughs> anyway, so one of those shows was that the, the, my first line was uh, worst reality show ever you know um just get getting to the point i don't like to go for like you know taking the title of a show if it's and sort of doing like a snarky kind of quip about the title or something or just you know if if a show is on a human level sort of uh discouraging Mm -hmm. about the you know the humanity that that didn't go into the making of the show right right right. like like what were you thinking like what what kind of person are you kind of monster that that's you know if, if, if there's misogyny or or um Homophobia, or yeah, racism not or... not. I, I don't mean being. A, it, it's it's great if they're addressed in a show, but if they're if they come from the point of view of somebody, right, that, right. I mean, you know the difference. We all know the difference. Yeah, when yeah. something feels like, and I'd like to see more critics, you know, sort of, you know, call those things out, you know, right. Um, but uh, right, yeah. Anyway, but that said, this is us. Uh, I don't. I think it's a. Uh, just to me, sort of an artificial drama. It, it, it's. I was on the way over here because I know we, we've talked about this we before. Have. And which uh, is why I couldn't wait to talk. I to know, you about and it you love show. it. And w- that was a really when we, uh, your listeners, your many fans, <laughs> weren't privy to our previous conversation. <laughs> but but it was it was edifying to me. You know that that I felt that the, uh, you know the character that, that uh, we've seen the. Uh, the heavy set woman, mm-hmm. you know, before not sort of, quite like this, but yeah, I know what you mean. But I've seen, you know, Mike and Molly, Mike and Molly to right. some extent, I think of that. and and uh, you know, meeting the you know meeting the guy, the cute guy that's you know also gigantic, and no offense to gigantic people, no, out there. not as big as her, but because he's taller, yeah, because right, they met at a, a Overeaters Anonymous or right. whatever that kind so of. So I felt like I've seen that before, mm-hmm. and, and even the actor, the the is it Justin Hartley, the the, the hot brother, the yeah, twin, yeah, the, the, the sort of. You know, you don't understand. I'm a really good actor. You know, and, I'm a good person. You know, don't uh, let my pretty face fool you. And that was interesting, but I still like him. <laughs> and I guess just from the start, the hype with Milo's uh, butt. 
you know, it just, you know, like, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the push on his butt, you know, mm. the butt scene and stuff. He has a, an incredible body, though. Yeah, it's a good yeah, little body. Yeah, that doesn't make a fine drama for me. It makes a fine man. <laughs> well, it's funny because people have said because his body is so nice, though he's he's anachronistic to how a dad would look in the eighties, which is yeah, a, it's like a whole other. That's nitpicking. Topic. At least they get the hair right for the decades, but and the mustache. But I feel that uh, that when when I was ta- you know we were talking about mm-hmm. how I now, have you watched more because I know you were saying some of this is based on the pilot. Just a little bit more. Okay. I, it's one of those I have an aversion to it because I kind of feel like I know he where he said it's, it felt like it was cloying. Yeah, right? it, well, I have to uh, cloying um, <laughs> the, the the sort of golden hue, golden uh, hue, the, the emo the emo music. You the, know, people <laughs> people are emoting as they're, and then but we're going to find out maybe in the next cliffhanger that somebody is you know. Uh, having sex with their sister that oh, they didn't no. know. With. <laughs> I don't know. No. Well, uh, and I, but I, but what I thought was it uh, the it just has this sheen like Parenthood did to me of uh, it does have the point Parenthood sheen sort of and thirty something people and in Brentwood, California that are have <laughs> had success as screenwriters or, or producers. They this is what their authentic the, their idea of what is authentic human drama. When there's so much more going on out there and like, you yeah. know, people, you know, but maybe that's not what, you know. I, I feel like the reason I'm drawn to the show in part is because of Sterling K. Brown's performance as He's Randall. great. He's amazing. Yeah. And I feel like they really nail the Ray stuff, if that makes any sense. Right. Some of the stuff, I know what you mean. I, there have been moments where I'm like, oh, boy. But then there have been other moments where I'm like, this is this really feels authentic to my experience or to people I know. Right. So that, that's the kind of stuff I can't ignore. And then... I, inevitably, I know, like you said, if it is cloying, that it, then it works on me. But inevitably, I cry every week. Well, they're yanking the tears, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it, and it, it, it was funny because I'm a, I'm a white guy saying that that uh, I felt that Sterling's uh, that storyline with when he finds out that his you know right. he, he regroups with his dad who's yeah. a crack addict right. and, and uh, recovering yeah, recovering yeah and but that, now that, dying of cancer yeah and and is a yep yeah, right it, <laughs> it just goes on and, and if you on. saw the fin- I don't want to ruin it for anybody so spoiler alert turn this off if you did not see the fall finale but we now learn that the dad is bisexual and had a jeepers a gay partner who he had left yeah. behind and okay. that was Again, I thought really well done. Well, good because I guess in the pilot, I felt that it was d- done a little bit condescendingly and a little bit uh, that that the editing was even, editing was choppy just on a technical level. In terms of the father son, yeah, just a little bit. Something was missing for me. But then in talking with you, you know, it, you as a black woman <laughs> um, expressed that you felt it. It did have some authenticity. I feel like that's the part they get right the most, actually. Uh-huh. I, I really am curious to, I, I'm going to find out, because I, 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 I really want to know if they have black writers. I'm convinced that they do. Okay. If not a black writer, definitely a black consultant. Somebody is helping them. Okay, good. Because this stuff is just too spot on with the yeah. stuff. Well, th- see, then that, that makes me feel, you yeah. know, more, more drawn to the show. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, oh, and I just wanted to show you, I just, as I was leaving, I printed this out because this was in uh, IndieWire's mix of, uh, you know, their, like, what, like most recent stories, oh, and this is Ben Travers, who I oh. just friended. I have, I, oh. I'll find out if he uh, friends me back, but it is. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to read this headline. This is okay. Really? <laughs> just today, I swear to God, you, you can't write this stuff. <laughs> this is us. Looks like an awards darling, and that's absolutely terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Terrifying is Trump. Like, this is not terrifying. We do live in a polarizing era. <laughs> Here's the deck. NBC's schmaltzy drama is on a hot streak after today's AFI nomination, which kudos. Right, yeah, yeah. And the Golden Globes could be next. We'll find out Monday. Please don't let that happen. Come on, really do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, everybody's a critic. (laughs) There you go. But, uh, you know, but at the same time, it's nice to see a family drama on TV because we haven't had one of those in a long time. And mm-hmm. we have Shameless, which I think has gotten better through the years. And, it's, it's, and, and no, has, it's not. It's, it's, I can't. It's the same plot every season. Yeah. I just, I, I, I feel Frank's like, going to do a con again. Like, right. did Frank do a con every season? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's gone through some, you know, like, mm. you know, lost a wife to, you know, the, yeah. the sea and drugs and everything. But... But uh, yeah, anyway, so here's to family drama. Maybe the success of this show will bring some, you know, it'll develop, a trend will start. Right, and I think, you know, to to their credit, they have gone beyond the different strokes, let's adopt a black kid, Webster trope, right? Mm -hmm. And they've gone beyond the whole, I would say to a more extent, to a um, stronger extent, sort of what Family Matters first touched on in terms of blended families and families with different races mm-hmm. in it, which is more and more common, right? Or this, uh, the, the proposed spinoff of The Brady Bunch with Ken Berry. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> no. It was one episode. Where, with a black man? Uh, it was uh, Ken Berry, and I forget who played his wife, but they had three, uh, I think, adopted kids, and one was white, one was Asian, and one was That's black, funny. if I remember. Yeah. What? It was going to be a series. But it never... No, mm. I, but it's in syndication. It probably was probably ahead of its time. I don't know. It was. It became a series. No, they, they, it was a pilot, but oh, uh, oh, you know, I but see. you can still it was see a backdoor it in syndication. pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was at a time when TV, like Room Two Twenty Two, and I love uh, Room Sanford and Son, and, and uh, there was a, the, ironically you know, that those were top ten. Hit, well, Sanford and Son was a top ten hit. Room Two Twenty Two ran like for like five years. And, I love that show. Yeah, and that was you know mixed cast and, and yeah. Uh, so, but the, and the protagonist, cast. the lead character, was black. It was a black principal. Yeah, uh, Lloyd Haynes, great actor. I mean, very good actor. Very, very attractive. Good. Yeah, definitely. Is he still alive? I don't know. Let's I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid for him because I went on IMDb yesterday, and for some reason, I was like trying to figure out from the. Uh, I was looking up for something I'm working on uh, on the uh, the creators of Mash, mm-hmm. and everybody's dead. Oh, I mean, he, and the actors too. It's like Gary Berghoff is still alive, the you know radar, right? But, but, and uh, and, and Alan Alda, Alan Alda, but and, like it. the creators Everybody. and Wayne Rogers and well, Loretta Swit is. I was alive. gonna say is Loretta Swit. Is, she's <laughs> she's not got dead. a book out. Yeah, God bless her. That's not a good sign though, because last time I read a Florence Henderson book and then bam. <laughs> There goes Florence Henderson. Don't write a book. <laughs> Sorry, no, well, that's what you write a book. It's like when you know you're going to well, die. You, you better get that book in. One way or the other, right? Either it's a, it's a harbinger of death or it's the thing you got to do before you I don't know. It's right. just sad. It's a, it's a goodbye. <laughs> now, let's talk about The Walking Dead because I recap it for Rotten Tomatoes every week. So I have to watch it. And I don't know. It's weird. I'm, it's, it's something... There's something that happens as a critic when you have to watch a show versus when mm. you want to watch a show. Mm-hmm. But oddly enough, The Walking Dead is one of those shows I will be watching anyway. Right. So it kind of works. But the funny part is with Rotten Tomatoes recaps, we always include like these tweets from different fans and stuff. And then you read these things and you're like, okay, no offense, but why are you still watching? <laughs> you're like watching just to write angry angry tweets. Like, right, You know right. what I mean? Like it just it doesn't make a lot of sense if to I, me. If I'm done with the show, I'm done. If I'm do- and, the sh- and the ratings are slipping drastically every week, so... 
clearly people have stopped watching, but not the people that we include with the tweets. So I'm just wondering, like, what's happening? Are people just hate watching now? I do feel like they are sort of meandering through the plot and drawing things out. And now they have these hour and a half long episodes. This last week's was an hour and a half. And this one, this finale, fall finale, which is airing this Sunday. Okay. You know, I've I've kept up until maybe the last two episodes. Okay. Uh, the the Negan thing is just you, I think a lot think of about? I think a lot of people are just waiting for that to be over. Is it over? No. <laughs> no. Um, it seems know, far from over. Like I just you know that that's the thing. I just I think people are hungry for that story. Do you feel to like he's going. too much like the governor? Uh, I thought the governor was an interesting character. I and, thought the governor and, was more complex too because I felt like with at least with the governor there was a backstory. You understood that he had a family once. Yeah. We know nothing. We still know. We're like what. Seven episodes into this uh, season seven, and we still don't know anything about Negan's backstory. Yeah, but there was a, a complexness in, in good acting. There was like to the character complexity. Um, the uh, now I'm getting a complex for, <laughs> for <laughs> is it complexity or complexness. Um, but uh, there were there was a depth to that character and the performance. And with yeah. uh, I've just I've never been a huge fan of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And uh, really, I like him. I just don't understand me. where they're going with this. He scared me on The Good Wife. I thought he was going <laughs> to kill, kill Alicia. Um, he, uh, he just looked at her funny. But but uh, I think he's just a little hammy. And, and I get I, I, that there is awful cruelty and violence in the world. But I think that it's with this storyline, you know, the the – just the visual of the. I know it was a pop, popular or storyline in the in the, graphic in novel, the right. comic book, but uh, or graphic comic. graphic novel. There we go. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> you know, but the bat with the with the you the know wire. Bob yeah, wire. I just don't. Lucille. Need to, Her to name's even, Lucille. Yeah. Okay. God bless. Here's to Lucille. Uh, I wonder if it's a nod to Lucille Ball. I hope um, not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I I think they have to have a villain. Right. But it's just like I said, it would just be nice if we knew why this what this guy's motivation is besides just being mean and like, you know what I mean? Like right. tyrannical. Like, is that it? Like, right. This is all. And well, that, he's we learned ins- last week that he has like seven wives or something. And the people following him aren't why that are interesting. Why are they listening to him? I mean, that were. Why haven't they killed him? I don't know. Maybe, you know, there's an analogy somewhere for, you know, mm-hmm. there's always on that show an analogy for, you know, pe- people mm-hmm. in power. And why do they follow him? And the women on that, that, uh, the unusual uh, sort of the women of widows. I mean, the the, 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 wi- the, the widow widows. women or whatever. Yeah, he, he particularly likes those. Uh, seems to just that that society that they stumbled upon. I mean, that they oh the Oceanside women. Right. The, right. Yes, that, I love them. That very interesting. I thought that was a great storyline. Yeah. yeah. And but people were very angry because they said that they were focusing on the ancillary character of Tara, which they, you know, people didn't want to know about her. And I'm like, but she was just sort of the conduit into this Let's get to know her. She's kind of funny. Well, I like her. Yeah. But I think that that's the the one thing to keep hanging in there is that the show, it took some time, but but I care about those characters. I care about Michonne and Rick and Carl with his horrible haircut and his one eye. And I, I, I mean, seven seasons in. To, that's what I feel like. I mean, I feel like in season two, when they were doing the search for Sophia, and that felt like forever. And it was just the first half of season two, but that took forever. People were hanging in there still. So right. why now is it just that people have moved on to other shows? Well, you know, uh, well, or because it may, of Netflix? maybe Fear of the Walking Dead sort of uh, cannibalized it, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but which, by the way, I could say that is my. I prefer to hate watch Fear Fear the Walking Dead. Really, I, I like. I, 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 I gave up after season one. I, I think season two is where it started to sort of uh, 
going get back really and good. Like it's a, it's uneven for sure. Like one episode, you're like, wow, that was cinematic and perfectly done, and and the milieu of uh, <laughs> you know Mexico and the sort of uh, Day of the Dead sort of undercurrents, huh. like the 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 the, the uh, some peripheral characters believing that the zombies are 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 you know people and and that we should care for them. It's sort of interesting. That's and, interesting. And, uh, and just the, the the location work is really well done and sort of eerie, but but and some of the characters are like, wow, I really like you, like the, I want to hang out with them. Which it has to happen, right, yeah. for a show like this. Because... But others, you want to like, you want to get that <laughs> Negan bat. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and watch it. Now that we have a break, a little bit of a break in here. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Know. I I still believe, and maybe naively, that this this fall finale is going to bring it all together. Like this has been a slow burn. Well, you know and we're going to watch building it. Building to something, and yeah, then that. Yeah. It, well, I have I, to believe that, right? I hope all the different factions just uh, attack Negan, and then we say goodbye. Well, that's what it's, that's what they're doing, right? Isn't uh-huh. that what it's supposed I'm, to be? I'm hoping. The yeah. only thing is, if he dies now, then what do you do for the second half of season seven? I don't know. They've always got like you know. Speaking of cannibals, they've got like that. They can throw in like another weird group to I guess. as adversaries. I feel like, and I'm just being really honest. I feel like it's been a slow build up to everybody getting together, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna leave us hanging. Right. Knowing the show. Oh, uh, you mean and go out that way? I feel like I just—it's oh, no, a hunch. No. I just have a feeling that. Because they've shown the people on the hilltop, and they've shown the people in the kingdom, and they've shown the people on the, the oceans. Kingdom. I love the kingdom. They only show once, and we <laughs> never guy, saw that tiger again. That, that guy was great. That guy is fantastic. I mean, come on. <laughs> that voice. I know. And just the, the whole character and the, was very, and the back, very sweet. But again, we know more. Let's just be frank. We know more about Ezekiel and yeah. his tiger well, than we was, know about Negan. And there was great writing there. Yeah, there was it, great writing there. Uh, but, we, but you see what I mean in terms of the backstory. Right. So I'm guessing we're not going to find out about Negan's backstory. I don't care. <laughs> Really? I mean, really, like, is he going to say, hey, you know. <laughs> I'm not so bad. I, <laughs> I had a kid once. Before Lucille came along. Um, dot, Lucille's dot, named dot. after my mom, <laughs> who I cared about <laughs> a lot. I don't Lucille know. Lucille was my pet pig, and somebody <laughs> stole her. <laughs> I was mad. Mm. But maybe they'll they'll finish The Walking Dead with, uh, you know, the, the fear of The Walking Dead people, and they all meet, and suddenly there's, like, a glimmer. They see, like, a little... Like a, a hint of Washington D.C. that's protected. Well, and, they're close. They are close. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, funny you said that they have to come. To, it has to come to an end. Yeah. So the question is, if this is season seven and people are already starting to get angry and impatient, how much more? Right. One right, more. One more right. season tops. Yeah. I mean, I could. Um, one part of me could, you know, watch them forever, just like dealing with the zombies, you know, but and, and meeting nice people along the way and mean people and you know. It could go as long as Bonanza. I don't know. I just, I miss the zombies being a threat. Right. Right. Ooh, I, I shuffled my papers. <laughs> no, it's fine. Ooh, okay. But speaking of which, and I'll segue into my next question with this. I, I think we're done with Walking Dead. I, we are. <laughs> we've beat it to death. But I still, despite the my problems with some of the storyline and storylines, plural, and the plotting along that it's sort of, you know, they do that. They just do that, Right. I still made it the number 10 show on my overall best. I know. Because people, I I would argue, and I I really struggle with this, I would argue it's still good television because people are still talking about it. Well, in the writing, the characters, they do keep interesting. You do feel invested in them. Yeah. And and I'm not, when I lose all interest in a show is when, the characters just aren't uh, consistent. Where, where it seems the, the the writing staff forgot who the characters were. Right. 
you know. Right. So if if yeah, I, I think uh, Andrew Lincoln is great as Rick and mm-hmm. and, uh, and Guerrero as Michonne and yeah, yeah, and they're still yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah. Which brings me to my last question. Top 10, 2016. Right. Oh, are we going to talk for like three hours? I want to, how, how much, <laughs> like, boy, we're going to squeeze a lot into the, okay, you, okay, go. Now, this is always hard because I hate these sort of like, you know, best of lists and year end lists. Every year I always struggle with it because it's sort of like, I wish there were so many more spaces and I always sort of take stuff off and then put stuff back on and the stuff that I, I'm, I'm not, I want to reveal my list because I know you can't because your editors will kill you. Right. But um, the stuff that I didn't put on my list, but I regret sort of putting on not putting on the list whereas The Night Of on HBO Pitch on Fox which probably will be canceled but I still love it Mercy Street on PBS The Americans on FX Black Mirror on Netflix and Vice Principals which I almost forgot and then somebody reminded me I was like oh I actually like that show but it didn't make my top 10 list Vice Principals was really funny so funny and I guess it's gonna uh, I I heard through a friend that knows the writing staff or something it's very it's it's, uh, very uh, hearsay but Season two will be even funnier. I, I can only imagine. But yeah, you know the shows you mentioned. I I couldn't get behind Mercy Street. If if I really? had a, t- a bottom ten, Mercy Street is one of them. I just felt it, uh, a little bit comical. You know, <laughs> uh, sort of Why? like oh you know, oh hello. <laughs> and then there's like a, a like a, a like a, a like somebody treating in the background. Um, <laughs> like there's like a leg that's all bruised. Stop. There's blood spurting no. out of it and. Um, I don't know. I, 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 that was more like, it almost can't be to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But what were some of the- Because of Josh Radner? Oh, yeah. Come on, please. That was- I mean, um, you know. I I had a hard time with him. Yeah. Initially. And then I felt like by the midway through season one, he got better. Uh Uh-huh. He's not a dramatic actor, or at least I don't see him as that. And so I did have a hard time with him. And then- he was like borderline racist, like there was some stuff going on. You know, if, if uh, you know the the scenes of the the the, the white folk in their in their, <laughs> in, their, in, their, in their fancy you know crinoline and stuff. Um, oh, daddy! You know, I don't. Okay. Know, it just no. Those scenes piss me off. <laughs> but but again, like there was this episode where this boy comes up with Josh Radner's mom. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the actress who played his mom, and the mom is completely like crazy. And she's convinced that they can save this son's, Josh Radner's brother's leg. And Josh Radner, who's an actual doctor, is like, if we save his leg, he'll die. We have to cut his leg off. So that's the whole thing, you know, the, the, the through line throughout the episode. But the great part of the episode is she brings her slave boy with her. Uh-huh. Who she's like, you know, go shine my shoes, go get me a sandwich. And, some, you know, some black people who are free, because this, this whatever part of Virginia that is, that they're, is it Alexandria? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, I think so. That sounds like uh, The Walking Dead. Well, oddly enough, right? <laughs> it, I, I, it, I forget. Of... Is it Savannah? Mm. I'm, uh, no, no, no. It's in... outside of Washington. Yeah, they're it's... in Washington, but like close Maryland? enough. Something. Whatever. Right? So, so wherever <laughs> they are, though, it's a free. It's a free area. Right. Right. And so the, the people who were former enslaved people, black people, come to him and go, "You know, you can get away from her, right? You don't have to keep shining her shoes." Or, Getting her lunch, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> and that was my favorite episode. I think it was like I would say like the mid the mid season point. That again, like probably the best episode, episode five or so. Mm, I did not see. And he runs away, and it was the best feel and the saddest. It was like a bittersweet feeling, like mm, it's not going to be great for you, but at least you don't have to get her sandwich and shine her shoes. Right? Uh, what, did Did you watch Underground? Did you like that? I loved Underground. Yeah. I, I, 
the music was a little jarring at first, and yeah, I thought it you took a while to, to get games yeah. too. But I thought, um, it but really I thought good. it got really good. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The last three or four episodes were their best. Right. Um, you know, the deaths were to be expected, but still were so really heartbreaking. Certain characters, I you know, you start to invest in them, and you know, Sam in particular when they lynched him, I really. I I was I lost my mind. Right, Zeke right. Fighting yeah, the no, slave catchers off. Yeah, there were the, a lot the, of the child, the little boys. You know that the that uh, did make my list. Oh my Because I couldn't. I mean, forget it. Yeah. It was weird though because I watched Underground. It ended, and then the Roots remake came. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. Roots the Roots remake did not make my list, but I enjoyed a lot of the performances mm-hmm. in it. But I just thought Underground in general was the better show. Yeah. Um. But oddly enough, like Underground didn't get any Emmy nominations. It's going to be interesting to see if it gets any Golden Globe nominations. I, but Roots did. I uh, you know, the original Roots just like still just right. I, I can think of it and you know think of Cicely Tyson and, and yeah. some of those scenes and just start you know like oh my god. Yeah. The Book of Negroes had a similar storyline to what exactly. you're talking about on Mercy Street, and yeah. I thought. That it got some it, attention. It was really underrated. It should have yeah, gotten way that was more attention. So well acted and, and uh, yeah, just. Uh, but but what I do like about uh, you know there's that uh, not meme the the conversation as Hillary would say about uh, <laughs> in TV critic terms about uh, the, the the slave uh, story the slave narrative, narrative yeah. just being a little bit like you know. Overdone? Lucille, <laughs> Luce, there's Lucille again. Right. Uh, uh, but just I, what I like about Underground is that it it's sort of it's about really activism. It's, it's about it, activism it, and it, rebelling against you know yeah. And then that's the small percentage of people who actually got away. Right. It's so it's not about oh God look Woe at that how sad was that right and, you know which is where Roots is more along the line of which I think it was kind of hard and I think in re- as a reaction to that and because of like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that they tried to make this Roots more. Um, Sort of uh, revolutionary or like hairspray live. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. A little bit, but yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, they tried to modernize it and make it right. fit within the narrative that people have now, and they made some of the characters more rebellious, and they made some of the characters more defiant, and that was nice to see. But you're still like, it's still roots. Yeah, and it's also based on Alex Haley's you know the right. research and right. so it's, uh, it's which was it's, later it's, debunked and then they even addressed that a little bit I, I, in the way that I thought was very uh tasteful hmm. they had um they had Lawrence Fishburne play Alex Haley and then he was saying basically like even if the story is sort of you know embellished or, a little bit right it's still well, our story and they yeah. all stand together and you're like okay that was a nice it was a nice acknowledgement of Leave this man alone. <laughs> right, right. This was a big deal then. Can yeah, he just I have mean, his, his that's, legacy? That's part of writing. It's a little yeah. bit of uh, this, a little bit of that. So now you wanted to, and there were, you like uh, Pitch. There were some other shows yeah. that you, you said that. Uh, Did you watch The Night Of? Like, I really struggled with that. I took it off my list. I put it back on the list. And I, I took it off for good. I just felt the ending was a little disappointing for the some reason. The ending was disappointing. I thought it was going to go in a more meaningful direction. But I did it, too. But, uh, and I wasn't thrilled about the way. I had this long conversation with a friend of mine about the portrayal of women on the show. Mm. Oh, well, you start with a, a beautiful woman, you know, Get dying, stabbed to death. Killed. I mean, like. It kind of goes down here from. And then the majority of the black women on the show were prostitutes. There was one non-prostitute black woman on the show, and she was a lady cop. And they didn't, I felt like, spend enough time with her. And that was it. That's all you get. Well, there, there was the, the, the lawyer, the, the trial lawyer, his partner. 
John Turturro's partner. She was Indian. Uh, well, but a person of color. Well, and so but <laughs> so we got into that was a thing. We got right. into a debate about how she was this awesome character until mm-hmm. she wasn't. Right. Because right, she right. threw her career away kissing this dude. Right. Yeah, that was silly. Like, um, you see what I mean? So yeah. that was the thing like I I was like, I'm really struggling with the show because I love the show, but as a woman watching the show and as a woman of color watching the show, no woman looked good on the show. I, you know, <laughs> as, 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 as I tell people, I am just waiting for a, for a show where a hot guy is found stabbed to death. You nude. see what I mean? A nude, a hot And the woman guy. is like, ooh, <laughs> I'm shady. Did I do it? <laughs> I was high on PCP. I don't right, know if I right. killed him or not. So, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, we got all sorts of tropes. Um, were there any shows without giving too much away because like I said I know you can't really reveal too much about your list but there were any shows that you wish you could have included well you know there were there were uh, Andrew Tribeca which had two seasons in one year it was its debut year with uh, Rashida Jones deadpan uh, perfection Uh, just just so funny if you like Police Squad or Airplane, mm-hmm. that kind or of Brooklyn thing. Or Brooklyn Nine-Nine, kind of. Well, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a little bit. It straddles, you know. It's not a. It's not a straight-ahead spoof. Right. I mean, Andrew Tribeca had one of the one of the uh, uh, police uh, partners is a dog, is a German Shepherd, <laughs> you know, with a badge. So it's really, uh, and the two seasons change a little bit in tone. It gets a little. It, it spoofs like. Uh, sort of like darker kind of uh, detective shows in the second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have like James Franco guest starring and, and uh, as a bad boy mm-hmm. and just... It was crazy because Dion Cole left Blackish to do Andrew Tribeca. It didn't make it. Then he came back to Blackish. Oh, but isn't it... What do you mean it didn't make it? It hasn't been officially canceled. Has it been officially renewed? Well, they did two seasons. Um, I don't know. It, he went back to Blackish so fast. I just assumed that was a sign. Uh, he I might be know. doing both. Maybe. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I think I'd, Idiot Sitter. Nobody talks about Idiot Sitter, Idiot but that Sitter. got renewed. That is so funny. It's a Wouldn't comedy. Network? Uh, Comedy Central. It's uh, oh that show. I find it funnier than Broad City and, and I love uh, Broad City. Well, but the idea of you know this uh, the actress Jillian Bell. She plays mm-hmm. uh, this. You know, woman under house arrest, living in her dad's mansion, and she's just a mess and like a drunk and wild and crazy, and she can't really leave. Which sounds like the plot for this new in, uh, The Mitt on Fox. Right. It's a little bit of a flip around because uh, she's babysitting kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's but yeah, there, it's so, in a mansion. Yeah. So the Jillian uh, Bell's character, she. She's not also she's she's not a necessarily a beautiful woman. She's you know she is in her in her eight by ten glossies, but <laughs> but on the show she's just uh, her hair is a mess and and uh, she's kind of blousy, and and the actress <laughs> just really like just seizes it, and so she has to. Uh, you know, she has to get her GED or something so that she can get it. You know, get the the, the bracelet off her ankle. So that her dad hires a a, a a tutor. You know that that is this like sort of like uptight, you know, studious kind of girl <laughs> who's a geek and and suddenly Who they're plays they're, that they're sort tutor? of uh, her name is um, Charlotte Newhouse. Oh. Uh, these are these, they're they're on and, the rise. I mean, yeah. you know, Jillian Bell. Uh, Channing Tatum guessed it in an episode. Oh. So they're connected. They have like, you know, okay. people in the like in their group are like, you're funny, so they're guesting on, on, That's on neat. their show. Okay, I'll have to give it a shot. So Channing Tatum in is in the in talks to do a a, a remake of Splash where he would play the Daryl Hannah character <laughs> and Jillian I like Bell him. Would, I can't would, help but like him. So and Jillian Bell is gonna play the uh 
the Tom Hanks character. Oh, cute. In a, in a flip. How would they do it? Like a movie or a show? A movie. Oh, okay. I would watch that. Yeah. So that's your Inside Hollywood scoop. I love it. <laughs> I wish I could talk to you more about this. Did you where? want to drop one more show? Uh, Baskets, Atlanta, Quarry. Did you with, like Baskets? I think it's Louis Anderson as, <sighs> as his mom. Come on now. <laughs> you think so? You think he should have won that Emmy? Oh, I think he's fun. Well, I don't know about that, but mm-hmm. he's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I thought Bloodline and Narcos improved this season. Quarry with uh, Narcos was so good. Yeah, yeah. It, it the first season I didn't care, but the second, second season, season they, was so they good. Oh my god! Yeah, and I actually cared about Pablo. I didn't mean to, but I actually <laughs> was like, oh, I know you're gonna die, but oh, yeah, well. Pablo. Yeah, and and I just have to be a, a shout out for a quarry, which uh, nobody. It's a, a Cinemax show, but it is so well done. I've tried to watch it yeah. because you told me Uh-oh. that it was good, and I was like, Oh dear. Well, I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll start from the beginning. Logan Marshall uh, Green, the star, is hot. Right? He is attractive. Yeah. He's not. He's, he's an American Tom. He's not Hardy. hard to look at, but I was just like, the show. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, I'll try again. Did you like the milieu? Yeah, I did. I liked that you're like, okay, what's he going to do? He's like, he's dabbling in crime. and. Yeah. Anyway, mm. it's set in Vietnam. I mean, post-Vietnam, uh, he comes back as a Vietnam not hero, but just right. a soldier and tries to get a job. Nobody will hire him. Sort no of relevant to, to today go. in some mm. ways. And yeah. Very diverse cast. I like the diversity of the cast. Yeah. I just was like, mm. yeah. I'll so, try again. And that's it. Shades of Blue. <laughs> Shades of blue. Uh, Not that Jennifer Lopez show. I think John, please. It is. Uh, did you? Uh, it's. It is so. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. It was stupid. It's, it's re- it starts out a little Ray bit Liotta ridiculous. Goes gay. And oh my god! Like, I just love it. I, I, it was just like one of those like you know. And his wow, love scenes wow, are always wow. no matter if he's kissing a woman or a man, just always feel bad. His, his <laughs> love scenes always creep me out. Uh, well, here's to Ray's wife. <laughs> god bless her. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we thank our thank our guest, who's amazing. It's John Griffiths. He's the TV critic for Us Weekly and the president of the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association and all-around awesome dude. Happy holidays to you. Thanks for making the time to do this, John. You're awesome. Right back at you. I love you. I love you. NPR West, our sponsors, the 2017 Chevy Traverse. With this daddy mobile, you can please everyone. And adamandeve.com. Enter promo code MADNESS, that's M-A-D-N-E-S-S, for the TV Madness podcast and a... Percentage of whatever you order will go to the show. Production assistant and graphic artist Adam Janis. Patrick, the amazing engineer who is making this sound better. I mean, we're really frogs. We, right? We, <laughs> he makes it sound good and makes the show sound good. I love you, Patrick. Happy holidays. And you. Thanks for listening. Hanging in a trim Watching people sashay. Past my steps. By my Baby, we're all going crazy, but you
Jumping and hand. 